part of the secret to marketing on TikTok, as well as thinking about entertainment of being authentic, is really, you know, nuancing your strategy to your vertical, uh, to what your objective is, and, and using the right combination of solutions. Hello and welcome to the Media Leader Podcast. It's Omar Oaks here and we are quickly heading into Christmas. And as I mentioned, it's going to be extra special for me because my wife and I are having a baby. Um, so I will be away for a few weeks. And when I'm back, we've got some really exciting plans for the podcast. All will be revealed soon. But what I can say now is that we'll be able to do some really cool things at our new office in St. Martin's Lane, London, just around the corner from Trafalgar. Algus Square, don't you know? And at our live event too. Uh, more on that later. But speaking of live events, um, we're going to be kicking off with the future of Audio Europe in March 2023, and then the future of brands in April. Um, the outline agenda for the future of audio is already live. I'll put a link to those events in the show notes. But now, on to the interview. And that voice you heard at the beginning was Chris Boger, General Manager, UK Global Business Solutions at TikTok. Um, we sat down just before last week's Future of TV Advertising Global Conference to talk about how and why this social media platform is going so big into e-commerce. We also talked about what advertisers and agencies are asking TikTok as they try to continue to make sense of this platform, which has kind of come from nowhere in a few years to being worth more than Facebook in just a few years. It's incredible. Um, I also asked Chris how many questions he's getting about TikTok's Chinese ownership and how fair it is that this keeps being brought up. Um, would love to know what you think, listener, about that. And I first met Chris a couple of years ago when he just joined TikTok from Facebook. Um, I'd love to know, by the way, how many of TikTok's senior employees have come from Facebook? It seems like a lot of the UK people used to be there at some point. Anyway, um, before joining Facebook, oh, sorry, Meta, we must call them Meta. Before joining Meta, um, well, it was Facebook then in 2016, um, he was agency side at WPP agency AKQA, and he actually began his life marketing at Red Bull, the brand that gives you wings. And who knows what else if you drink too much of it. Anyway, now, here's our conversation with TikTok's Chris Boger. Hi, Chris. Where does the podcast find you today? Uh, I'm in our office, actually, in 180 Strand. Um, we've been here for about 18 months now. So uh, Monday's one of our in-office in days. Ah, interesting. So uh, uh, I remember that I've been covering TikTok for years and I remember when, um, this is probably before your time, when you were based in um, a WeWork above the Sainsbury's opposite Holborn Station. And now kind of, yeah. there, there, it seems like there are millions of you working out of that. Um, you're, you're in the, the Soho House building, aren't you? We are, yeah. No, that office was the one that I joined in um, ah. a few years ago. Uh, it, we, we were a much smaller team back then. Uh, we were only a sort of few floors of that WeWork. Uh, and now, yeah, there's this office. We've got an office in Farringdon too, which is a, a proper uh, TikTok office. Um, so yeah, the past few years, there've been um, a few more people joining the team, let's just say. Yeah. And um, obviously, um, advertisers are very interested in TikTok as uh, the rest of uh, the media buying, media planning community. Um, in a recent um, upfronts-ish events you had, um, it was actually a number of e-commerce things that you were announcing. Um, your global product summit included a number of ad products, a tool targeted at entertainment marketers, um, a native ad experience um, where you play full movie trailers with get showtimes button. Um, so 
explain in a nutshell, going into 2023, a lot of people are interested in TikTok, but what is TikTok interested in doing? Where are you going with all this? So we see ourselves very much as an entertainment platform and it's the future of entertainment. So a lot of the uh, the products that we launched a few weeks ago are, are really in that vein. Um, for us, um, commerce is a big bet. Um, commerce happens pretty naturally on TikTok anyway. Um, the hashtag TikTok made me buy it's had over 29 billion views um, on the platform and, and that's just organic, right? So that is um, products being discovered um, and by, by the community, people creating entertainment content about them um, and then the algorithm um, surfacing them to more and more people. Um, and before we get into ads, um, that behavior happens naturally. Um, but I think it's important to sort of call it out because it's what's unique about TikTok. Um, we see ourselves as uh, being able to drive discovery as well. Um, and um, and so the algorithm in, in, in identifying those products, the likes of uh, feta cheese pasta, uh, which was about a year ago, or Little Moons was another product that went viral on TikTok. Um, all of these very naturally um, were, were were taken hold of um, and 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 taken to a um, to a new audience. Um, so a lot of the um, the ad products that we've announced this year um, have been trying to support that very natural behaviour. Uh, we see a bit of a meeting point of the community um, of commerce um, and entertainment, and we think that commerce can be entertaining. Um, and so when you look at the video shopping ads product that we've launched this year, um, it does just that. It allows brands to um, to show a, a video, an entertaining piece of content, uh, but then also to have uh, products from their product feed there too. Um, and I think when you look at conventional commerce, you know, it could be product pack shots with white backgrounds. On TikTok, it's very authentic. It's people speaking about products. It's bringing those products to life. And so the, the formats that we're launching have um, have enabled us to do that. Um, and you touched on um, other, other products that we announced too. Um, TikTok Pulse and our Focus View solutions are other products um, that we've launched to enable, um, enable uh, advertisers to tap into the engagement on TikTok um, and um, to, to plan alongside other more broadcast mediums too. So yeah, it's been an yeah. exciting year for sure. Yeah, focus view, that's an interesting one I wanted to pick up on. So if I understand correctly, this is where brands, where advertisers are only going to pay when a TikTok user has watched an ad voluntarily for at least six seconds or they've interacted with the ads within the first six seconds of airing. Why Why have you done that? Um, yeah, that's right. So um, they... The the use the the advertiser gets billed if they get to six seconds or if the if, if the user takes an action before that point with Focus View, um, we've we've launched Focus View um, to give brands the opportunity to tap into uh, the culture on TikTok, um, and um, if you look at um, the all of the different communities, uh, the micro communities on TikTok, Plant Talk, Edu Talk, uh, Clean Talk. Um, all of these communities are having some form of cultural relevance. Um, and as an entertainment platform, um, we wanted to give brands the opportunity to tell their story within that environment. So as those um, new trends are being um, produced by the community, there's the option to, to, to insert your brand within that, um, within that community. And I think with 
ads playing sound on and full screen on TikTok. And like I said, being an entertainment platform, uh, we wanted to give advertisers the option to ensure that videos get viewed um, to, a, to a certain level, which is what focus view is. Okay. Um, so how do you draw the line between what different audiences want? So before um, you rightly said that actually a lot of people like, not just on TikTok, but a lot of people like shopping through social platforms, especially if you can get that user experience right, where it all feels quite seamless and then seeing a product to clicking through. Um, but I imagine there must be lots of other users who don't want that. So how do you how do you serve both of those audiences at the same time? Yeah, I mean, people come to TikTok for all sorts of different reasons. When we've when we've done research on this, um, the the primary reason is to be entertained. Um, but uh, ultimately, our ad offering I think has to um, has to map towards the different uh, interests and um, needs of users. So. Yes, um, for people who are willing to um, to transact off an experience from TikTok, then that's why we have a commerce offering. It's also why we have uh, an app-based um, offering too, and we're, we're really focused also in gaming, um, which as another vertical. Um, but you're right. I mean, um, if people are coming to be entertained, they might not necessarily be looking to take an action, uh, and so that's why we have other um, solutions that um, we work with the advertisers on. Top View is our interstitial, which is a, a, a major brand awareness play. Uh, no actions really required, and we can measure that through a brand lift study. Um, it's the first thing that a user sees when they open up uh, the app. We, we also launched Brand Admission, um, which is a product that we're really excited about uh, because it gives brands the opportunity to challenge creators via the platform um, to, um, to produce their own viral engagement campaign. So I think... Um, Really, this part of the secret to marketing on TikTok, as well as thinking about entertainment and being authentic, is really you know nuancing your strategy to your vertical, uh, to what your objective is, and, and and using the right combination of the solutions. More broadly, um, I'm always interested to know kind of what the media agencies, what the advertisers, what questions they're asking a company like TikTok, and um, going back to um, when I covered was covering TikTok um when you were still in that that we work in Holborn a much smaller company you know um the 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 major kind of media buying networks I would ask them what do you think about TikTok and it was you know it was very kind of uh cons concerns about it being a new platform and not having the 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 expected levels of measurements data um and obviously that was, we're talking three or four years ago now and TikTok just looks like a, it's completely um, unrecognizable to how it was then. Um, so what are, what are the questions that you're getting now, mostly from advertisers? Yeah, I mean, I'd first say that agencies are um, a really big priority for us. You know, we've invested heavily in resourcing that team up and providing um, a high level of service. I, I guess the main things that come up with agencies, you've touched on one, it's still measurement. Um, I think that's probably a broader industry topic at the moment, uh, but we do spend a lot of our time in our discussions with agencies, making sure um, we're using the right measurement solutions uh, and the right metrics. Um, so at the moment, um, we've had a, a focus on making sure we have attribution set up correctly. Uh, so ensuring that uh, web pixels or SDKs or the uh, events API or a mobile measurement partner integration is configured correctly uh, to make sure that we're passing back 
the right measurement results and um, we're giving agencies and advertisers an understanding of the incremental benefit or the cross-media measurement um, uh, and impact that uh, that TikTok can drive. Um, we're investing heavily in our own measurement solutions, um, things like a marketing mix mo model um, product. Uh, we've done tests on this in CPG and we've, we saw a 64% uh, higher return on ad spend uh, in, in the in the results from marketing mix modeling, which is which is really reassuring. Um, so measurement is definitely a focus. I think you know CFOs and CMOs have never been more aligned. Um, marketing has to drive results, whatever the objective. Uh, and so that's a big focus. Um, the other side is probably creative. Um, we spend a lot of time um, working with agencies and advertisers, um, overcoming. Uh, any challenges or helping them better understand what is good creative on TikTok. Um, I mentioned earlier that it needs to be, um, creative needs to be authentic uh, on our platform. Um, it needs to be entertaining. Um, often brands choose to work with creators to enable them to achieve that. Creators are a brilliant way of um, of, of being able to, um, to, to access the ears of the community, to speak to them in their language. Our TikTok creator marketplace has 800,000 creators available. And so we work with them on that. Um, but also sometimes on repurposing uh, creative too. We have uh, programs um, to support um, adjusting existing assets or producing other assets with our partner ecosystem. But getting that creative question right also um, is an area we spend a lot of time on. So that's really interesting. So 800,000 creators, I mean, um... Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure many of them are wonderful, but they can't all be wonderful, nearly nearly a million of them. So let, let's say I'm, I'm a huge advertiser, I'm Unilever, Procter & Gamble. How do, I, how do I get the best out of those 800,000 to work on my stuff? Yeah, it's it's definitely um, a slightly different process to, uh, to briefing a creative agency and just getting uh, the first round of results. I think um, what we work with advertisers on is First of all, having an understanding and being clear on what are their values and their requirements. Uh, and that needs to be shared in the upfront briefing stage. Um, selecting the right creator is really important. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, of all those 800,000, not every single one is going to be relevant for your brand, and that's okay. But um, I think we can be really confident that some will be. Um, and having the right um, processes in place to manage that is important in the selection process, but also. Once you work with a creator, um, what, what when I've been speaking with um, a few brands recently who work with creators, they're saying how actually what they like to do is identify the pool of creators that they know they can build a relationship with and work with them over time. And then, you know, that creator slowly builds up more of an understanding um, of, of your brand. Um, you can have that ongoing relationship. And I mean, if, if you, you mentioned sort of CPG advertisers in, um, in who have presence in cleaning, for example, you know, we're starting to talk to them about things like Clean Talk, which is massive on TikTok. And it's one of these micro communities where people are producing really uh, passionate videos and TikToks about cleaning hacks and cleaning tips and things you might not have known. And, and that um, and creators, um, there are creators in in the Clean Talk community. Um, so for a CPG brand like that, it's just identifying who are those ones um, and then working with them in an in a credible way. So that then some of the, the clean talk, that content that they're producing is is well aligned to that brand's values. Right. 
And how much in the in the questions you get from the agencies and advertisers um, are about um, bike dances, Chinese ownership, brand safety, data protection? Um, do you feel that generally the community, the media buying community, understands TikTok as a business um, as much as it should? I think we're we're always in education mode. Uh, you know, I think we like we we're still a relatively young platform um, versus other other platforms, um, and and we're a second generation platform too. So you know, the runway for us is much shorter to get everything right um, and to be very clear with the industry. Um, I think if you take um, brand safety, I think it's right that we get questions. Um, and, uh, and and we welcome those um, and we try and be as transparent and honest as we can about them. Um, I if, if I look at the progress we've made on safety, I think it's pretty incredible um, what's been achieved here to to build out a fully fledged brand safety offering. Um, you know, we the first thing I also add on this is when we have brand safety questions is if you look at TikTok, it's inherently it's a little bit different in terms of some of the brand safety risks ads play full screen on TikTok. And so the risk of content adjacency is a little bit different, right? If, you, if you're running a top view, for example, then that's the first thing that anyone's seen uh, when they open up TikTok. So you know, you're, even if we are mitigating the risks elsewhere, the risks are pretty low. Um, but we've invested, like I said, heavily in this space. Um, I could talk about the partnerships we've done with Zephyr, with IES, with OpenSlate, being a signatory to the Global Alliance for Responsibility, uh, Responsible Media. And the IAB, I think the things that I'm most proud of are um, recently we launched a uh, content classification engine for removing uh, content that shouldn't be suitable for users between 13 and 17. Um, we're restricting live from being um, uh, from 16 to 18. And throughout all of this, what I would say is I think we, we're, we're proactive uh, and we try and identify um, how we can make um, TikTok the most brand safe platform and keep our community safe. So we do field those questions. We expect them, we welcome them. I think they're really important. Um, and yeah, I think in terms of um, um, being um, part of ByteDance, then yes, we do get questions about that too. Um, but again, uh, we welcome them. And I think you know our answers are, are, are pretty solid on them. Um, all of like our servers are in, um, in Singapore or in the US, um, no data is stored in China. Um, and it's just working with advertisers to provide the answers to these questions as they come up. So do you, do, you, do you regard it as unfair potentially when you've got the FCC in the US essentially saying, you know, the yeah, a, a member of the FCC saying he can't see a future in which TikTok isn't banned in the US because of these concerns over Chinese ownership? Yeah, I mean, it's I, I don't think it's for me to comment on, on what's happening in the US. Um, my remit is in the UK. I think from my perspective, I think the future is really, really bright for TikTok in the UK. I think, you know, um, if we can continue to bring creativity, joy, um, establish ourselves as an entertainment platform, um, provide something unique and differentiated for, for, for people to come to TikTok um, and also advertisers, then I'm, you know, then, then that's the scope of, um, of what we should be focused on. Yeah, well, so so much of this business is perception, isn't it? And um, from another angle, um, we're just about to have our Future of TV Global conference and. Um, at last year's version of that event, um, I interviewed Sir Martin Sorrell and I just um, kind of asked him kind of what TV do you watch because it's about a TV conference and he started talking about TikTok quite a lot. 
And I just asked him, um, so you regard TikTok as TV? And he said, yes. Do, do, you, do you, does TikTok regard TikTok as TV? I'm interested to know. I think we definitely consider ourselves a great partner to TV. Uh, and I think we, de like I mentioned, you know, we just, we consider ourselves an entertainment platform. I think um, with the likes of FocusView, um, another solution um, which we launched this year, TikTok Pulse, um, which um, identifies the top 4% most premium content um, and provides um, um, opportunities to advertise alongside that. Um, then we're, we're moving in that, in that direction um, to be, um, to be perceived alongside TV, and we encourage brands um, to think of us when when um, when they're looking at TV, and to look at the reach opportunities on TikTok. And finally, I'm interested to know how did you get into advertising slash media? I think a lot of people, you know, we, we've we're going through this talent crisis, and um, the industry's changed so much. I mean, how how did you? Why did you get into it? And how did you get into it? <laughs> So, I mean, I, I've, I guess I've moved around the industry. I've worked client-side agency and four platforms. Um, before my role now, I was working on our product team um, at TikTok, um, which I thought was an incredibly valuable experience to launch um, all of our safety and auction solutions. Um, it was a really, um, really exciting time to be a part of a, a, a business through that trajectory. Um, I think for me, um, a big part of this industry is is being is it being a fun place to work, right? And I think that's something that we um, we should never lose sight of. Um, it's uh, it's what makes it attractive. Um, I think it's also the proximity to some of the most um, um, advanced innovations in uh, in technology, right? I think you know some of the products we're talking about here today um, are you know, are, are really, really innovative by any tech platform standards. And I think working in this industry gets you, um, it gives you the ability to do that. I think um, if I look at, um, and this might be a bit of a tennis example, but what we're, what, what we're doing in attribution, um, the really complex systems to be able to uh, move from deterministic to probabilistic, prob probabilistic, I never could say that. Um, you're going to lose me there. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's, you know, it's really cutting edge around how do we, how do we move the industry on towards understanding um, impact and, and, and results. And I think that um, if you can combine that element of being um, with great people in a fun environment with also doing something pretty advanced too, then uh, it's a pretty, makes for a pretty good place to work. Great. Um, thanks so much. Chris Boger is General Manager, UK Global Business Solutions at TikTok. Thanks very much for coming on the Media Leader Podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Evan. Thanks again for listening to the Media Leader Podcast. And there's more of where that came from on our website. The-media-leader.com is our website. You can sign up to our daily newsletter in the UK and weekly roundup of media in the US. You can also find us on YouTube where we are posting video interviews and clips from our live events, our LinkedIn page where people like to comment on the things that we're posting and Twitter where all our stuff is pretty much pumped out like a beautiful fountain of media industry content. That's it. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.